Welcome to the round 13 episode of the Pod Pod. Geez, we have a huge night tonight. We've got an absolute cracker. You'll have to forgive us in advance. We have had, there's three, there's myself and two guests tonight, and we have had three absolute cracker of a week. So it's probably just going to be a, a, a bit of a love fest and a bit of a gloat fest. Um, none better than my first guest. Uh, so Tubes is hosting tonight. Um, I'm joined by uh, first guest uh, from Coach's Mac Shark Attacks. He had a big 14.75 on the weekend. He's moved back into the top 1,000. Chris, how are you feeling? Man, feeling pumped up. Really pumped up to be introed in, in, uh, instead of the other guests first too, just quietly, but we'll get to that. Um, no, great weekend. It was really, really nice to sit back on Sunday, Arvo, watch Turbo and Garrick do their thing down in Canberra. Um, just made made my score just inflate and my ego inflate as well. Um, yeah. Awesome. Nice to be back. I've been sliding for a while. So, yeah, up and about this week. I thought I thought about writing a nice intro that really, you know, eloquently depicted the, the turbo uh, weekend, but uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it enough during the pod. So, um, so I left it. The, the next man didn't have turbo in his team. But he did have uh, an almost equally as good uh, fullback combination for the weekend. Uh, he finished with a huge 1,410, um, still the lowest of the three people on this podcast. Um, but uh, the the guest is Dan. Dan, how are you feeling? Yeah, um, just momentum building. Uh, very happy with my score on the weekend. Fer- Ferris Bueller, that was that was great to see. I think I put up in the WhatsApp before saying I'm playing in here. Wish me luck, boys, and oh, it was just great to watch. He's, uh, I mean, that was an incredible game from the Tigers against the Cowboys. It was, it was, I just didn't didn't believe what I was seeing. But what was it? Four four of the back line got tons for the Tigers. It was just incredible. Yeah, it was so, crazy. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great weekend. Lots of tons in there, lots of good things. Uh, and then this week I'm getting, getting out a bit of rabble and I'm looking, looking hot for 13. So yeah, uh, lots of ways you can go this week and I'm, uh, and looking forward to tonight. Yeah. Beautiful. There is plenty to chat about. Um, I just, just because it's worth mentioning, I had a 1425 on the weekend, which is just quietly, uh, rocketed me back up, up. Up the up the rankings um, and come ready to ready to keep climbing as we come into the bye week. So round thirteen uh, buys um, we're we're going to dive into tonight a bit of an analysis on the the different players uh, by position as we normally do that are relevant for this week and we're going to touch a little bit on strategy across the round thirteen and the round fourteen buy period. Before we jump into that. Um, I just wanted to mention our uh, Pod Pod Unlimited League. Uh, it's it's closed from the the major prize, which is the best prize in Supercoach. Uh, but if you feel like coming and testing yourself against the Pod Pod, the league code is eight nine zero one eight nine. We we've got uh, Mick from Shine Bright. He's still leading the group, uh, ranked fifty two overall. Uh, 
I mean, had a bit of a measly 1284 um, on the weekends, <laughs> uh, probably an above average score, um, but uh, he's, he's ranked 100, he's ranked 52nd overall. Um, and then we've got Sam from the Elite um, coming 153rd overall. Uh, and then we, we whittle down, Chris, you're in the top thousand, but, but you're still coming 14th in the group. So it just shows how strong the group is. We're absolutely flying. That's great to see. Uh, Dan, uh, I thought I'd leave you to, to give a Queenstown update. What happened in Queenstown this week? Uh, look, I've had a bit of feedback from listeners actually, and they're not that, they're not that keen on listening to this Queenstown rundown <laughs> anymore. Uh, <laughs> They were, they were all key. I know they're big fans of Matt and Dan as a, as a group and were really barracking for us, but 750 points down, it's, it's a, it's going to be a tough, uh, tough comeback. Uh, but yeah, I thought I might have made some ground. And then, uh, looking at your two scores, you still, you still had beat me this week. Uh, I'm not sure what Matt got. We won't, we won't go there this week. Uh, but yeah, big rounds from you two. Chris and Jono extend their lead with 14. 14,702 uh, tubes and dad, the podfather, podfather, another good week, still going well into the top thousand as well. So really, really barracking for him to get a good, good run through the buys. Uh, but they're 274 points behind. And then, yeah, we're just, we're just no hope at this stage. So looking like the round of golf's going to be on us. We might, we might just like hide you from the spreadsheet and then just check back in at the end of the year. <laughs> we might call, it, call it early. <laughs> call it a head-to-head, John and Chris sure. versus me in the pod. Just, just like in, in match play, just just we've got to the what the eighth hole, maybe not even not even the back nine, and we're conceding already. So yeah, no, it's and look, you guys having a great year. So uh, I, I think the buys will will be interesting. I think there's going to be lots of swings. Swings and roundabouts for teams going up and down the ladder. So we'll see. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Let's jump into some positional analysis. Before we jump into that, quick recap for this week, which I'm sure everyone's aware of. Um, it's you only need 13 players, only your best 13 selected players will count towards your score this week. That means that you can have 13 players only or you can have uh, up to 17 players and it will select your your best 13. So a bit to, to talk about there. Uh, there are, and then we, we flip over to round 14 where there are a number of teams on buyers, but you do need a full squad of 17 for next week. So I'm going to kick off, uh, Christopher, with the hooking position. Uh, friend of the show, uh, bit of disappointing news, uh, uh, Cookie. But uh, with, in regards to Origin, but but he certainly rocketed up the the, the Super Coach uh, uh, rankings for for. I'm, I'm hesitant to say must have, but uh, a, p- hmm. a potential, potential option to bring in. No, look, obviously the news came through. Damo was missing origin. That was pretty upsetting. Just, you know, like you say, friend of the show. But uh, look, you know, um, one door closes, another one opens. I think it's a fantastic <laughs> opportunity for some of us super coaches uh, to jump on the back of Cookie and hope he proves a point over the next sort of, you know, eight or nine weeks. Because 
Um, I, I, you know, Damo's form hasn't been too bad. He's averaging 60. He's, his output's been okay. Now that he's got a point to prove, it might just go through the roof. They've got, you know, a pretty good draw coming up. They've had the Raiders this week, the Titans, the Dragons. Um, they don't play 16, but then, but, uh, you know, he might be back in origin by then. But that three-week period is enough for me to jump on the back of him, especially with uh, Harry Grant, um, you know, obviously gaining origin selection. He'll probably be playing less football for the Storm. So I'm all over Damian Cook this week. Yeah, break-even of 53, uh, priced 200K discount to his starter season price. Uh, seems like seems like an option, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's only good for South players in general as well. I think Cookie, he's not as maybe not as attacking as he as he has been in the past, but he's holding that forward pack together. He's got great service. He gets him going forward. So, in terms of South's performance through the buyers, I think that's good if he's if he's there and playing. Uh, definite supercode option. I'm not sure if I would drop Harry Grant for him though. Um, it's very team dependent. Uh, I, I've played around with trying to go up from Sonny Luke to him. And I think if you can, if you've got a lot of cash in the bank, it's not a bad option. And then you can just leave Harry Grant and, and Cookie there for the rest of the year. And I think there's a couple of other guys, or there's one other in Robson, who's obviously got a good buy, buy draw as well, very similar price. Uh, but I think we'd all agree you'd rather Cookie over him uh, now that Cookie's missed, missed Origin. Yeah, Cookie's only 30K more. Um uh, and Robson's a definite option. I think a lot of people would have, or some people would have already gone early on him. Uh, they've got a, such a good buy schedule run that that you could still look at bringing him in. But I, I think Cookie's the better option. What about Jeremy Marshall King, Dan? Is he is he on your radar? He's been he's been floating around. Is that is is he someone that you'd you'd think about bringing in this week as well? Yeah, I, he's too pricey to bring in as your second hooker. Uh, but if you're going to maybe do the, I guess it's pod move and and get out Harry Grant at 650K, uh, it would be a sideways switch to Marshall King at 672,000. Uh, he's a good option. I'm liking what I've seen attacking-wise. Uh, Dolphins have had a good run. Uh, their team's going to still be fairly the sa- fairly much the same, I think. They're missing Hammer. They're missing Kafusi for a few weeks. Uh, but I think his output will be similar. So he'll be a good option, but just not for me at that price to switch from Harry Grant or to go up. I don't have the cash. Heart and soul of the Dolphins is out this week. Gilbert Grapes, like they're going to fall. Oh, of course. Yeah. What's, look what happened to the cows once he left. Um, yeah. I was half hoping he wouldn't get picked for Origin. Well, I, th- I thought he might not, and but obviously there's a few few gone down for Queensland lately, and Kafusi just was the nail in the coffin for him getting over the line. So I've got Gilbert, and I'll be trading trading him out. Uh, Chris, are you are you going? Are you going Harry to Cook, or what's your thoughts on holding yeah, Harry? Uh, yeah, no, I'm moving Harry on. I look, I wouldn't really suggest it, but um, I just feel Cook's a better option over. It's a it's sort of an eight. Uh, definitely an eight-week hold for me, and then I'll just see how it plays out from there. I just, I just can't see Harry's output being huge over Origin uh, with his workload. Um, I'd love to get Sunny Luke out of there, but I just can't. I just can't find a way to find that cash um, without, you know, really tearing things up. So yeah, at the moment, it's Harry Green out for Cookie. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I- it is a bit. It it must be a bit tempting with Harry. I don't think he'll be rested, 
So there is an expectation, I think, that he'll play 14, 15, uh, origin at 16, So and then he'll play 17 and 18 and likely be back for 20. So he's really only going to miss the the actual origin rounds uh, with the Storm's buy schedule. Um, so assuming that he does back up, I think he is definitely an, an option to hold. And if I had him, I'd, I'd probably be holding. Thankfully, and I'm, in, I'm in a position, not thankfully, but I'm in a position where the cheese has got to go. So cheese to cook is, 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 is free for me this week. Yeah, that's, that's a very good, very good option, cheese to cook. Um, the one thing I'd say for listeners, if you're looking at uh, picking up Cookie as your second, uh, there's a couple of hookers that are going to be on the market next week uh, that have good buy schedules over 16 and 19. Uh, break, 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 Blake Braley and Reed Marnie. Uh, both pretty good options, I think, coming into the the buy later on, but they just missed this week. So if you're covered for round 13 and you don't need that extra number, I'd probably look to hold that extra spot for maybe looking to bring one of those guys in uh, later on. All right. Um, let's move on to front row forward. Uh, plenty, plenty of options this week. Uh, I'm going to start with one man that's not playing and uh, – I don't know if any of us own him, uh, but I thought we'd still dish out some advice uh, to to the listeners. And big pain, Haas. Dan, what are your thoughts on on Haas and and being a hold over the over the Origin period? Uh, I think you got to hold. I haven't thought about it because I don't own him, to be honest. But it, just just thinking, if I wasn't owner right now, I would definitely hold it. Like Kevy, Kevy just seems to run him in the ground anyway. Like. It, it doesn't matter. He's, and in Origin, I don't. He's he's never historically gotten huge minutes. Uh, if I was coaching, I'd play him huge minutes, but he, historically he hasn't. So I'd at least watch this first Origin, see what his role's like. But if he's only playing, you know, forty minutes, then you've got to hold him. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a. I think as you said, it's a, it's a watch this week, regardless. And you can always hold him to trade out for fourteen, depending on what his minutes look like. And um, I guess it's just similar. The the Broncos play this week um, and play next week, but then they don't have um, uh, that great of a buy coverage uh, for for Origin. So I think he's a definite option, but I yeah. think you're going to wait a week. I think he's one of the must haves. In your final teams, so he's he's a guy that you know that's going to cost you two trades because you've got to get him back in post Origin. How's your front row forward looking, Christopher? Uh, well, Taps has been just you know bubbling along nicely this week. I finally get to move Christian Welsh on. I'm bringing in Tohu Harris. Uh, I've, been, I've been looking at doing that trade for a while, actually, Dean. Dan rightly pointed out just to hold off a couple of weeks ago, and I did, and it's worked out pretty well. Got a decent score out of Christian Welsh and a little bump in cash, and Harris didn't go too far. So that's that's um, with money in the bank, that's pretty much a straight swap for me this week. And with the Warriors' buy schedule and draw, um, I think he's a really good uh, player to bring in this week, Tohu Harris. He's also dual, so if you're a bit light on numbers through the front row and second row, you can muck around with a couple of things to move him up and down as well. Um, and they're going great, the Warriors. So, you know, and it doesn't matter who, who Tohu's playing, he's going to score well. He's just uh, yeah, got great base, and I love Tohu, so he'll be in this week. Yeah, without a doubt, Tohu's a, Tohu's a you know, nearly first selected if you don't have him in your team already. The one 
who's really interesting is you touched on him, Joey, Joey Taps, Joey Tapanay. This week he's been named at lock uh, with Big Red uh, going, Corey Horsburgh going to the edge, which I don't know if that's that's really relevant for for the horse. Uh, I think he'll still have similar sort of outputs, like even though he's getting maybe 80 minutes this week. But Tapanay at lock, if he gets, say, 60-plus minutes, uh, that's huge for him. And I think he's probably he's probably a buy at that price, I think, if he's if he's getting that. But then, you know, knowing Ricky, his 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 minutes might change as soon as as soon as Hudson Young comes back and they go back to their normal rotation. But if I didn't have him, uh, I'd be definitely looking at him as a purchase this week. He played the most minutes he's played all year on the weekend. So hopefully that's just a sign of things to come. He's just increasing his workload. The score didn't show it on the weekend, but they did get touched up. But yeah, hopefully it keeps going north. Yeah, had his worst score of the year, played his most minutes on the weekend. Um, yeah, it was a strange game though. They they were dropping the ball everywhere. Manly were running over them. Uh, it was it was a, it was interesting to say the least. But I think he's he's still going to be a gun. It's a very good price for him this week. He plays this by at thirteen, where he's potentially getting sixty five plus minutes. We, I mean, that's hoping hoping he gets that. But uh, yeah, I think if you didn't have him. Maybe maybe a husk downgrade, but I, you know certainly an option. Yeah, he's no one's bringing him in right now. He's thirty percent owned, but only point two percent of people have traded him in compared to Tohu Harris, where ten percent of super coaches have traded him in for this week. So I think the people are voting with their feet at the moment, and Tohu seems to be the the popular choice from a bring in perspective. And but I agree, I I, I want both, but. Um, if I had to choose out of the two, I'd be bringing in Tappany um, myself. All right. Uh, any any love for my man, Jack DeBellin, um, for this week? So it's priced at a similar 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 bracket uh, in the 600, or a bit, bit more expensive actually, 685000 for Jack DeBellin. He's averaging 62 for the season and he's had a bump a few weeks. Missed Origin squad named captain for the St. George Illawarra Dragons this week with a good buy schedule coming up. Any love for Jack DeBellin, Dan? It, well, he played 80 minutes on the weekend, named at front yeah. row. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, I think he's priced at that sort of thing. Like him at 80 minutes, it's, you know, it's about a 60, 65 to 70 average. So you're not getting any value in the in the trade. Uh Dragons, they play this buy round. They don't play 16. They then play 19. So their, their buy schedule isn't the worst. And they play round 14 as well. So you get good coverage for this week and next week. Uh, definite option. I think people were just seeing that Tohu Harris is 80K cheaper. Uh, and he's also going to be a similar, similar guy. So if you've got Tohu, if you've got Taps, maybe J- JDB is an option. Uh, for you as a third front row forward, or or move him into the second row as well. Bit of a pod option. He's only six 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 percent owned currently. Jack DeBellin. So bit 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 against the grain. He's shown enough. He, he's definitely shown enough now. So you know, it's just you're not getting value at six hundred and eighty k. But a definite option. Oh, the, I'd probably be remiss. Uh, there's just so many front row forwards. I don't think any of them are really that big of value. But there's so many front row forwards that cover the buy well. Um, the the final one to mention is is Adam Fanil Blake. 
probably similar, priced at his absolute max. I know the Podfather's looking at at bringing him in as an option. Um, Chris, have you had a look at him? I know you looked at him a few weeks ago. Is he is he is he on your radar anymore? Yeah, look, not not much has changed. Um, I just couldn't possibly at the price because I'm just not sure. Like you say, there's some real quality in that front row this year. Is he definitely going to be there for the season? If not, and if I'm spending, you know, nearly 800k, I don't want to trade again. Um, so no, not for me. But geez, he's flying. Yeah, seven hundred seventy thousand. It's way too much. Yeah, he scored. No, a, he scored much. a try every game for the last four games or something like that. Uh, and his, his, his minutes have actually dropped. So in in round nine, he had 75 minutes. I think that was because of a couple of the concussions. But he only had 51 minutes on the weekend. But again, jagged a try for a 90-point score. Uh, good on anyone who bought him in. It's been an unbelievable run. I can't expect – I can't see him scoring every week. I just like – no, nah, can't, I can't do it. 770K, too much. Just for the listeners out there, I, do, I will just give a quick warning. Um, this is coming from two people that have been saying the same about Dave Fafida for the past five weeks. <laughs> I cannot keep Oh, going. my God. <laughs> <laughs> if, if people tune in for the first time, they know that's absolute rubbish. We, we, have, been, we have been pining the fact that David Fafida isn't in our side and we just every week we're trying to get him in. He's just going, going astronomical. All right, that, that's probably a nice segue into the second row forward uh, for the week. Uh, for Fafita not on there. He's not a trading target, and I can't see that anyone that owns him would be looking to get rid of him uh, just yet. Like any most Origin players, I think you're sort of holding uh, the, the guns to see what their minutes and rotation look like. Uh, in the second row forward, again, plenty of um, plenty of big options from a trade-in perspective. Um, probably some of them really come down to what your what your round 14 uh, looks like. Chris, I know you're a Hopgood owner. Uh, are you are you worried about the 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 way that are you worried about their recent Joe O acquisition and how that might affect his minutes? Yeah, definitely. We spoke pre-pod about it. I look, he, he's still a, a firm hold for the moment even though or, um, you know, they don't play next week. I don't know if I'd be buying him uh, just because, you know, they. I'd be looking for someone with 14 coverage. And that, you know, if Joe coming coming in, you've got uh, Lane will be back at some point. Madison out now, but will be back at some point. Um, oh, Campbell Gillard will be back at some point. So they have a stacked forward pack. I just don't know how the minutes for him are going to fold out um, come the end of the year. But for the moment, he's a hold, and I hope he kills it this weekend. He's He's been in pretty good touch for the last sort of month. So, um, yeah, Hopgood, while I wouldn't be bringing him in, he's a, he's a very firm hold at the moment. Do you own Hopgood, Dan? No, I don't. And he is, he is coming in for me at this stage. I think he's going to have some great rounds through the buys. Uh, I think Para have to play in big minutes uh, given their situation at the moment. Uh, and their coverage through, we know Para's coverage through the buys, apart from missing 14, it's unbelievable. So they cover 16, 17, 19, 20, I think, plus this round 13. Uh, so you do need some Parramatta players in there. Uh, and then I'm pretty good coverage for round 14. I think if you're looking at how many numbers you should have for round 14 uh, before the trade options for round 14, I'd say you'd want at least 
17 playing already uh, because there's going to be some dropouts through origin. So I think 17, 18, 19, that, that's good coverage for that round 14 and I've got that. So I can, I can bring in Hopgood uh, with the cash I've got. So do you so you think seventeen with all your origin players? Um is that assuming that most people have sort of four or five origin players that, that they're expecting to back up? Yeah, so that's the likes of Nico, Cleary, um Murray, Harry, Teddy, Turbo. Like there's lots of origin players that people might have. Val. I would say yeah, like I would say y- you've that would give you sort of three outs. So if if there's no injuries in Origin, you've got a full seventeen. If three of those guys are going down, you can make three trades if you've got a boost uh, with seventeen. So I'd say that's the minimum. If you're looking like you've only got fifteen or sixteen, expect to be running out less than seventeen that round fourteen. Yeah. You, I don't. If you've only got fifteen or sixteen for round fourteen, you can't bring in someone like Hopgood this week. You've got to be bringing in someone that plays. If you need numbers for this week, that plays both thirteen, exactly, and fourteen. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I'm in a similar position to you, Dan. I I've got eighteen for for fourteen at the moment, um, so I'm looking at bringing in Hopgood as well. But I am also considering a slight pod option in Big Hamule Olakuatu. Uh, uh, Chris, can you can you can you make a case to to talk me? Talk me out of bringing in Big Ola. No, no, really, I can't. He was he was a bit down on the weekend, but like Dan said, it was a bit of a strange game that one. He um, mainly mainly were flying, and he didn't sort of score well, which is sort of unusual. But you know, given that uh, Turbo out, Cherry out, who the hell else are they going to go to? So he's a massive chance of scoring big on the weekend. Um, uh, again, they don't play fourteen, so just. Um, make sure you're thinking about that when you're making that trade and checking your numbers for 14. But yeah, I um, I love I love Ola when he's going. He's he's just a bowling ball. Offloads, attacking stats. He's great to own when he's flying. So look, I, I think I think uh, another one who was you know spoken about in Origin circles and missed. So he might have a point to prove as well. So yeah, can't talk you out of it, Tubes. No way. Yeah, I I just think he's a bit of a he's a bit of a pod. He does have a 98 break even. Uh, but he's only 6% owned and it doesn't look like he's on anyone's radar to bring in. He's 70K cheaper than um, than Hopgood. Obviously doesn't have the longer-term uh, buy coverage, but uh, I, I'm a little bit spooked by Joe, often, Joe O going to the Eels. What does that mean for, Ola, uh, for Hopgood's minutes once Madison, RCG, Paulo are all back? Um, so potentially uh, for those out there in a similar situation, uh, Ola Kuwaitu. I am also looking at how many players can I get in my team at the moment in under 10% ownership, which I think will cover off a bit towards the end of the pod as well. Uh, Dan, second row forward, any 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 other options for you uh, trading this week? Uh, I'd probably be remiss to, to not talk about Jono's boy, Lukey. Um, good swerve by by most super coaches out there. Did you bring in Lukey? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't touch Lukey. I think I can't remember if I was in the pod last week. I don't think I was, but uh, I think the ship has sailed. I, it sailed last week. So I, I'm fortunate for owners that brought him in last week. Uh, I think that's all. You just got to keep him for this week and just hope he hope he bounces back. Um, 
I'm just trying to find some other pods in second row because it looks it looks a bit dire for that. And and, and there's a guy who does cover 13 and 14. If you're looking to go away from Knights, Manly, Para, who all have the buy around 14, uh, Jaden Sewer from the Dragons, 80-minute back rower, hit some try-scoring form at the moment. Uh, stats are looking pretty decent. Uh, and his price is under 600K at 575 uh, we just spoke Dan, cover Dan, can I, I'm just going to interrupt you just before you make too big of a fall of yourself. Um, he he's he's out this week. Oh, um, he's not he's not 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 in the teams. Uh, so he's he's an option for sure, just not for this week. We might leave that on the cutting room floor. I think that was that was way <laughs> way too way too much beat up for someone who's not even playing. Anyway, have a look at his stats. Just if you, if you <laughs> just want to amuse yourself. The, the, there is one option, and it's Lukey's um, second row partner. He, he came back with a bang this week. The the Luch. Uh, did you watch the Cowboys <laughs> yes. game? Dan? Yeah, I did. I did. I love the Luch. Uh, not I love the Luch on field. I don't. I don't want to talk about his off field discretions, but uh, he didn't. He didn't do a huge amount of base on the weekend. He got the try. He's a, he's a tackle buster. He's just getting bigger and stronger. I think Luch is a good option uh, if you're an ultra pod and you're very much down in the ranks. He's enjoyable to watch, the Luch. Yeah. Uh, and I think that probably wraps up for second row forward this week. Bit to discuss in the second row next week with the likes of Eli Katoa and, and the ramifications of his, of his injury. Um, pure speculation at the moment. So, so I think we'll, we'll come back to it next week. Let's move on to to halfback. Uh, bit of an interesting week for the halves. It's been has been two big clear guns, Cleary and Hines, that have just been holds for everyone except for those that brought in Mitchy Boy Moses uh, a couple of weeks ago. After Moses has gone huge on the weekend, any temptation uh, to to look at doing the Cleary to to Moses um, downgrade option, Chris? No zero. I, I, I care too much about my mental health to bring in Mitchell Moses. That that it just that it just really hurt me. But yeah, look, he 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 was un, unreal on the weekend. Had a great game. He'll probably score really well this week too. And for the guys who brought him in, like Matt's been harping on, like can still win that trade. Um, and you know, there's part of me that hopes that that he goes well. But um, no, I um, I'm running without a halfback this week, and I think I think a lot will just uh, you know. Cleary and Hines are real hard, really hard to move on. So no Mitchy boy for me. Dan, uh, in terms of Cleary and Hines, are you similar to Chris? Yeah, just just my buy planning has worked out this week, so I never really plan to take him out. Uh, I will I will be holding those two for this week. There's a couple of options for downgrades. I just think the cash is not needed. Uh, if I was, if, if it was, I, I just think there's enough cash this year that you're okay to keep and hold those guys at at, uh, at their price. Yeah, um, I think uh, if you need numbers and you want to bring in a, a gun for for the round, then then looking at bringing taking Cleary out. If I was looking at the two, um, Cleary would be the one for me uh, to take out. The other thing that's interesting with Cleary, and we I think we spoke about it. Um, beforehand you can wait and hold him for this week and then see if he backs up next week so if he doesn't back up next week 
in round 14, you probably know that Panthers are going to rest him during the origin period. Uh, so then if he misses round 14, round 16, round 17, round 19, round 20, he's a definite trade-out. So you could look to get someone in round 14 for Cleary, uh, but you don't want to trade him out because they got the they got the Dragons round 14. And if he's playing that game, you want him there. Uh, so I would say hold off in trading Cleary out this week. If he's rested for round 14, uh, he might definitely be a trade-out. Uh, and then there's a couple of options for round 14. Yeah. I, um, I'm considering moving him out um, to to bring in, the like I mentioned before, someone like Ola Kawatu. But I'm just not sure. I mean, geez, if he is named to play after Origin, that's going to be a tough watch against the Dragons <laughs> if, you've, if, yeah. you, if you're a non-owner, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, one other option for this week, is um, uh, we might leave till till pot of the week uh, in the in the halves. We'll we'll come back to um, uh, potentially, or actually Dan. Uh, sorry, I, I, he was discussed for a possibility of pot of the week. <laughs> Sean Johnson, he, he's your man. Uh, are you are you looking to bring him in this week? I, for reasons just discussed, I probably won't bring him in myself. Uh, but he's a definite option. He's under 600k. He's in absolute. He's an absolute blinding fall this year. Uh, doesn't look to put a foot wrong. He's all the attacks going through him. He's got the goal kicking. He's looking. He's looking fit. They play, play uh, depleted Broncos this week. They got the Dolphins 14, Raiders 15, Dragons 17. It's a great run coming up for them. They missed the round 16 bye. Uh, but I think, you know, if you're – you could take a punt and say Cleary might get rested, he might not play that much game time. Uh, Sean Johnson, the next four rounds is, for, their, for the Warriors has got a great run. So, Chris, you and I were talking pre-pod about this. So um, the way that the rules work this week, because it, it counts your best 13, um, if you need to make a trade or two trades to get up to 13 uh, to kick off the weekend – um, I know you've got uh, the house, uh, uh, T Fare, eh? um, uh, and and I've got someone like um, Icat, uh, as I Katoa, um, and they play in the first game of the weekend. I'm genuinely thinking about as an option if Katoa gets a, a sub twenty score, which could happen, and and same with Fare on the bench. One of my options could be Cleary in downgraded to SJ, which will get me give me 14 for the round, but it takes my best 13, 13 scores. Um, now, not necessarily SJ to, to Cleary, but uh, is, that, is that something that you're thinking uh, about implementing yourself as well? Right, look, I hadn't until we discussed it. Thankfully, you brought it up, um, which was a great shout. Like You basically get a free... Um, a free shot at a player on, in the first probably couple of games. So, you know, like like you mentioned, I've got uh, Valens Tafare. He goes out and gets coming off the bench and gets, you know, 15, 20 to 25. I don't want that. So I'll be making a trade. If he gets probably 35 plus, I probably will save a trade and do exactly the same thing because um, – I um I've I've got I've I've managed to get thirteen without burning too many trades, so I'll be I'll be in a position to um 
to trade again if I need to, if he goes pretty poorly. So it's a really good option to have. Basically, you get a look at someone for free. I like it. Yeah. I haven't heard it anywhere. I, th- I think I've invented this as a super coach tip. So for, yeah. for those listeners out there, have a think about it. Yeah, t- tubes is buy loophole. I think I, I to be honest, like this is the first time you've probably you've probably out super coached me. I think in terms of your research and your and your thinking. Uh, so I, I think it's good. I've, I as soon as I as soon as you told me about it, I said, yeah, I got Toby Couchman first game. So if he goes twenty, uh, I could look to to. Bump up Davy Moali, uh, downgrade Cleary, something like that, um, and just get the absolute best best score. So, yeah, well done for that. I'll, I'll definitely be looking at that. Uh, it will just cost a trade. That's all. So, I think I I, I don't I'm not flush with trades. So, uh, it, it it might help uh, people cover round fourteen a bit better if they do that as well. Um, so that's 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 a great option. Yeah. I've I've just looked into copywriting the tube poll. Um and Ooh, nice. the, tube, the tube poll. <laughs> so That's fantastic. It's around thirteen tube poll. Um and, and and we'll see how we go copywriting that for the for the week. <laughs> Copyright pending. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So just can actually can you just uh, explain the tube poll for, for listeners in, in basic sense? Uh, tube poll is essentially if you've already got 13 but one of them looks like they they could be a dud and they play in the first couple of games wait to see if they score well or if they score low uh use up a trade to bring in a 14th player uh which will effectively be bringing in somebody that'll come into your 13 to to you to to go above the the low scoring player that you had in the first couple of uh first couple of games tube poll tube poll <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to 5-8. To a uh, couple of options this week, uh, none bigger than Kalen Ponga. Chris, good to see him out of a maroon jersey. Don't know what Billy's doing, but um, but he becomes a bit of a super coach option for this week. Move back at back at fullback. Wasn't that fantastic to see? I feel like, you know, most, most times origin selection comes around they seem to get it right every time, and a couple of times we just go, "What was what was Freddie thinking? What was Laurie thinking, or whatever it might be?" But look, it could be a master tra- master stroke with Reese Walsh. But given what Kalen's done in the maroon jersey and Dane Gagai's done in the maroon jersey, I, I couldn't believe those two non-selections, even Capewell. But um, again, um, Origins loss is Super Coach's gain, so Kalen Ponger is now a genuine option. Um, Again, I've uh, probably said it two or three times already. They they do not um, they do not play fourteen, so just be aware of that one. Bit of buyer beware there again, but um, a definite option. A dual uh, fullback five eight. Look, a lot of people are running the um, the Brown Walker combo already, so they're pretty flush at five eight this week. But definite option, especially again, like Cook, he's going to have a point to prove. I actually thought in in a in a game where they were pretty pretty well dominated and didn't have many attacking attacking plays, uh, apart from a couple of brain snaps, I thought he looked sharp. So you know, there's definitely some big scores coming from Kalen. I think. Uh, look, he's not for me, but I, I I can definitely understand why people would be trying to bring him into the side. It's just similar to Billy's potential reasoning. It's just I don't know the science behind it, but you just feel so worried about concussion. 
But you'd imagine being back at fullback that that could help um, not making yeah. as many tackles during the Definitely. game. During the game, no, he, he just he looks so electric. Like it's it's him and Walsh probably the two for me in NRL. Maybe maybe Will Kennedy is up there as yeah, big pot option. All right, the two other five eight. Uh, options this week. I, I think you already mentioned, Dan, that they're probably the two most popular ones that the people are, are looking for, which is uh, Dillbags and and Cody Walker. I think you own both, um, and and they're and they're your two big five eight holds. Um, if you didn't own Cody with his price, his form's been electric. Would would you look at bringing him in this week, or do you think he's he's gone he's he's gone into a too expensive range? Well, it's it's tough. It's tough not to have Rabbitohs. It's just they've got such a dream run coming up now. Raiders, Titans, Dragons in the next three, uh, underperforming Cowboys around seventeen, Warriors and Bulldogs. Like it's, I you've got to pick him up. I think I think you've got to do anything you can to get Dylan Brown and Cody Walker as your two five eights. But barring injury, it's they're just gonna go berserk over this next period. So um, if you were like me and held Issy Katoa, uh, would you, and, and obviously you can move him around, would you advise someone go Cleary to, to Cody? Uh, similar price, a little bit different? I think it's, yeah, that's, that's a definite option. I wouldn't say it's a must-do, but it, would, uh, it, looks, it looks very good uh, for Cody. I, I don't know how you, how you miss him. 800K is a lot, but I I don't think too many people are really really strapped for cash. So I think I think you've got to get them in. Yeah, both of them are 800K. Like they they're just they're both going unbelievable. Chris, do you own you own both of them as well? Yeah, I've got both. Um, yeah, and and on and on Cody, like I think the Rabbitohs play six of the next seven games, and they've the Dan touched on their draw. It is juicy. Uh, Raiders, Titans, Dragons, Cowboys, Warriors, Bulldogs. Yes, please. Just, just get some, get some rabbitos in there. Um, yeah, all over Cody and and, no. and Dillbags. Dillbags is an easy, an easy one again. If you don't have him to do what you mentioned to do something similar, the only the the only thing again is fourteen. But like we've mentioned, the the Eagles cover six, uh, sixteen and nineteen as well. So they're both tremendous options. Yeah. Only pause for me with Cody is. Is is Trell? Think he's not. I think he's a big chance of not backing up um, and being rested um, after Origin, and then obviously we'll play uh, Origin two and Origin three. I feel like that's going to have a big impact on Cody's scores. It feels like whenever, like, don't get me wrong, he's a gun and he'll still have attacking plays, but Latrell's a big out um, for those sweeping left hand plays and and line breaks that they're. Their one-two combo this year has been pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's a bit of a downgrade when you're letting the ball go and hitting Trell's hands. This week it's going to be Blakey Boy tough. Um, yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. He does free up Cody to do what he does. He frees up that that uh, left edge back rower as well. We've seen Cody get a lot of easy points from just the pop pass to the back rower who goes over to score because the Trell's out the back. So I think it will affect him slightly, but I also think that Cody's just going to absolutely dominate the ball for Souths now that Trell's out. So yeah, could go the other way. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, awesome. Um, let's move 
keep moving through. Uh, let's jump into center wing. Uh, we've already talked about your your benchy boy to 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 fare, um, uh, Christopher. So uh, let's talk about my boy, uh, the the dreamboat. Uh, Herbie Farnworth, not named at fullback like many, including myself, had hoped for, um, but uh, he's still a uh, huge game on the weekend. He had 75 basically in base plus power, no attacking stats, didn't end up getting a line break he thoroughly deserved. Uh, is he on your radar this week as a, as a center wing option? Yeah, he's definitely on my radar, the love bug. He's, uh, it was last week just watching his, he just wanted the ball so much. He went looking for it like that. Like that's against Penrith, the best defensive team in the comp, right? And he's getting 75, like, as you mentioned, in, in pure base and power. Like you get, you get an attacking stat or two in the next few weeks and, and you are laughing with Herbie. Um, I don't like to throw the term around, but he, he's almost a must get from my point of view in, in that center wing. Um, I, I, I love what I saw on the weekend. Dan, you're not in a lot. No, I am. I'm not in. Uh, I think um, the good, the great thing about Herbie is you can play him against the good sides, as we saw against Panthers on the weekend. He kind of he seems to step up against those good sides with his base. Uh, and apart from a few sin binnings lately, like he's just he's just been going really well. 540k, you can't. It's hard to miss him. The thing is, people are probably going to be stacked with with these with these sort of gun premium center wings that they've kind of planned for in the buys. Uh, I think Lockie Miller on the bench opens it right up for a downgrade to Herbie. I think that's what I'd be looking at if you if you didn't have him and you had Miller sitting there. Uh, 88, 88 break even for Miller, named number 14. No idea what his minutes are going to be like. If he comes on for 20 minutes, he's losing cash. You're not scoring points. Uh, so I think he's a. it's easy to go down to, to the dreamboat, Herbie, Herbie Farnworth from Miller. We, we might have a nice listener question uh, along those lines a bit later on to, to cover off on. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sarko not named it. Um, not named it fullback. Is he? Is he still a, a an option for you, Dan, to to bring in? He's he's had an unbelievable season so far. I nearly I nearly like that better that he's on the wing. I think I think he's much much more likely for tries. Uh, not overplaying his hand. I don't. I think in the Broncos, you saw he, he's not much of a ball played player. Uh, I think on the wing, he does he, he does his work. He finishes off tries and he kicks goals. Uh, he's a definite bring-in option this week. 680K, a little bit expensive. Uh, Dolphins don't have a bad run, but I, Warriors might look decent on paper, but it's Warriors in 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 uh, New Zealand. I don't think that's going to be an easy game for the Dolphins. They've got a few players backing up from origin. Uh, so there's a little bit – I'm probably leaning to Herbie over Osaka. I was going to go Osaka, but probably Herbie now. I think he's still a good option, and he's a guy that can ton up. So he's got the goal kicking still. Definite definite option to bring in this week. Chris, um, Ruben Garrick, uh, I think I think we all own him. I think you'd be you, – most most serious super coaches probably own him by now, um, but – uh, if if you if you didn't own him, is would you be looking to bring him in this week? Uh, given they don't play fourteen uh, and Turbo, it's an interesting one because he's got that he's got that ability to go to fullback as well, which could suit some people this week um, who would be losing uh, potentially players to Origin like your Trolls and your um, 
turbos, teddies. Um, oh, look, if you didn't have him, you'd seriously be considering, considering. He just – Ruben seems to be able to turn up for fun. It, it, like on the weekend, just, yeah, did it did it easy. Um, it, he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's great to own when he's flying. But he, he's sort of been a bit up and down. But, yeah, I'd be definitely looking at him if I didn't have him. Again, buy beware at 14, yeah. but, yeah, Ruben flying. <laughs> He's 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 traded in by three point one percent of teams. He's already owned by thirty seven percent of teams, but he's yeah. got a break even a seven this week. And I think with Schuster coming back into that team, that left edge on the wing, um, yeah, uh, a, a a fiery manly. He's in for a, he 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 tons up, and then when they when they don't fire, he's still just got such a good base that 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 he's a that he's a that he's a really good option and, and obviously a hold for the remainder of the season at 665k which is probably still cheap um compared to what what he's actually worth dan um i think this one's got on the run sheet purely just because you want to mention that you own him and sean russell from from, from <laughs> Parramatta. <laughs> um yeah you, you must have breathed a sigh of relief when you saw him named for for Parramatta this week this weekend Oh yeah, there was there was a bit of bit of uh, a few ru- rumors and murmurs around um, Connor Tracy coming straight into the Parramatta side, and yeah, I was uh, very relieved to see Shawnee Boy Russell named. Uh, I think with Parra's good run through the buy period at four hundred twenty eight thousand uh, try scoring winger, uh, I think he'll be an absolute a great pod, uh, and he should hold that spot. Now it seems like. Hayes Dunster's on the nose. So I, I think he could be one of those guys that gets a hat-trick through one of these buy, buy rounds uh, and then you're absolutely laughing. Uh, so just just one to consider if you're running out of cash and you can't quite go to the premium guys uh, that everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just got, I just got one to add that's not on the run sheet, boys. Um, Campbell Graham. What, what, what are our thoughts on Campbell Graham? This week and going forward, given you know he's missed Origin, he was 18th man. He got he weaseled his way out of 18th man, and now he's available for the Rabbitohs this week. Would you consider him a trading target? Um, obviously, he's flying form wise, but at his price, Origin hanging over his head. What are your thoughts on Campbell Graham? Well, I, I haven't considered him, but what's the loophole with 18th man? I thought he was just out. No, so so what's happened? What's 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 happened, Dan? Is he's he's been managing a sternum injury with South, so he doesn't train a lot. And the Blues have said, "Well, no, if you're here, we want you to train more." Then they've sent him back to South, um, mm. but he can play on the weekend. He's been named. Yeah, Ooh, it's, interesting. It's just good P, good PR for he spat the dummy. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not being so. and and he's and he and he's back with South. So. Um, He's at he's seven hundred and forty two k, and I think he's he's a huge option, very premium price. The only the only hesitance I've got is he is he's you'd think he's one one injury away uh, from getting into that blue side or back line, um, and so I, you'd think that there's a good chance he'll play game two or game three. Um, yeah. So, whether or not that 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 gives you a bit of hesitance with at seven hundred and forty two k, the injury concerns me a little bit, but he's a great premium buy you can hold for the rest of the year. So if you can go up to that price, I, I, again the the or the suggestion is that he's been carrying it for like the last month, and they've been managing his workload early in the week, 
and that that's why um, mm-hmm. he's out of the Blues camp. So not that it seems to be affecting his game <laughs> playing. Yeah. No, um, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I think if you've got him, if you're if you're playing head-to-head against someone and they've got Campbell Graham, it's going to make you very nervous. So Very um, nervous. Very nervous. I think, yeah, great, great option if you can, if you got the cash to do it. I might consider it myself actually, but uh, I think Herbie at 200K less probably just still nudges him out slightly. Yeah. It'd be a nice who would you rather if we brought back that segment. Yeah, would be. Oh. Um, Herbie, yeah. Herbie v. Campbell Graham. All right, the I'm going to run through the fullbacks. I'm just going to do this a little bit differently. Not not too much potentially to look at bringing in uh, this week, but there's four fullbacks named in Origin uh, that are all very super coach relevant. I just want to get your opinion on whether you would, if you owned them, whether you would hold or sell. So, Chris, it's Reese Walsh, Latrell Mitchell, Turbo, Teddy. Uh, any of those a sell for you, uh, g- given given they've been named in Origin? Christ, that is so hard. That is really really hard. I I don't think I don't think I could sell any of them. I don't think Trell will back up. I really don't. I think they'll manage Trell through Origin. So out of those, if I owned um, Trell, would be at the top of the list in terms of um, selling for me. Um, uh, Teddy, oh, Teddy worries me, but like the Roosters have got to back him up. Um, they need him on the field, um, so he he's probably he's probably one that's going to play every chance he gets. Look, I'd probably uh, yeah. Look, I'm holding Turbo at the moment, which sounds a little crazy because he's not going to play a lot. But um, after watching him last week, how can you how can you not have him in the side? So yeah, yeah. Tough question. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm holding most of them. Yeah. Dan, same question. What are your thoughts? Well, I think the interesting one there was Turbo. Uh, he's going to get a nice little rest round 14 uh, and then he's going to come back round 15 with, I think, a negative break even, 660K, something like that. So, you know, like I, I'm nervous not owning him, uh, just just watching on the weekend. So I'd, I'd probably lean towards holding holding if you're an owner. Uh, Trell, I I wouldn't be against trading him out um, at 800k. Maybe maybe not going to back up. It's a bit of a gut call how much he's going to play, but yeah, certainly could be. Teddy, I'm an owner and I'm holding. I think as Chris alluded to, you've got to. He's probably going to have to play for the Roosters. Uh, and who? Oh, Reese Walsh, sell sell him, get rid of him. <laughs> Yeah, I think Walsh and for me, Walsh and Trell are, are sells. Uh, Turbo's borderline, but given his huge negative break, even I think if you can carry him through, it's a hold, and, and Teddy's a hold um, for now as well. But fullback, fullback this year seems to seems to potentially change week to week for me. So, so we'll see. They might all be going out for Buller in the next couple of Ferris Buller in the next couple of weeks. All right. That's that wraps up our positional analysis. Um, gonna gonna jump straight into pot of the week. Uh, quick recap from last week: Jono picked Reese Robson, um, which didn't turn out too bad. Pretty pretty borderline, you know, meat and potatoes. 
uh, Chris brought in uh, nominated Drinky Boy, who in an, in an ordinary week would, did very well, a nice 98 score, but he was, I think, the sixth uh, highest scoring fullback for the round. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as a loss um, in in that in that call, and um, and then equal type lost. I I nominated Peter Hiku. So on a similar level to to, to Chris, um, he he didn't have the best game. He was he was in the he was in the lower half of the scores. Talk about throwing throwing the shade to take take the deflection off Peter Hicker. I'll tell you what. That's as good as I've heard that. I'm nearly in tears. That was brilliant. (laughs) Uh, So for uh, this week's pot of the week, Dan, uh, we'll throw to you first. You've got a bit of a strong case to make, I think. Oh, geez, I don't. I can't even remember my pot of the week. I think we we might have we might have gone for uh, SJ, but I think uh, I think I looked at Damian Cook. Was anyone else going for Cookie? I think I I went for Cookie. Seven point six percent. So he he's considered a pod. So. Uh, Cookie or SJ pods of the week, just splitting splitting the two. Yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, look, I I, I I still can't believe you. That's that's probably the highest score anyone's got off a pod of the week, and I'm I'm getting a loss. So I'm still I'm still at a loss about that. But anyway, <laughs> on we go. Um, look, I've already wrapped him up enough. Um, the love bug, Herbie. Um, he's at seven point six percent ownership. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about him apart from getting me. Yeah, I like I like um, I like that you're following the trend of of you know nominating a pot of the week and actually bringing him in. It, it's good to see, Chris. Um, my pot of the week is a little bit uh, a little bit different. I've actually nominating one that's already in my team uh, is Michaeli Ravalawa. He's owned by one point two percent of teams uh, currently. Plays for the Dragons on the wing. Uh, big performance by the Dragons. They're going to get a bit of that new coach glow over the next few weeks, um, and I just think that that he's 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 re- he's primed and ready for a for a hat trick that he has every now and then in the season. So I think he's a good pod uh, to to look at bringing in uh, for this week. All right, final section. Uh, you've probably had enough of my voice, but this is Tubes' mag- mailbag, uh, sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock. Um, get around the boys. Uh, they, they've they put up a, an awesome prize for the year for those that enter in questions, but they... Uh, didn't have a didn't have a didn't have as much luck with uh with with Keats on the weekend, but they but they've been yeah having having winners all around the country. So give them a follow and 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 have a look if you if you're interested in in horse ownership or, or dipping your toe in the water. Uh, this week's question um, first one is is from an avid avid listener. It's come through the WhatsApp group. Um, it's 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 Matt from Punchbowl. Um, he said, is, is Miller a hold or a sell given he's on the bench and has a BE of 88? I have 13 players with no trades, including Miller. Uh, so given that, Dan, uh, what you were saying before, 13 trades, uh, sorry, 13 players already, would you be getting rid of Miller this week if you didn't need him as a number? Yeah, Definitely. I think is a strong trade out. The only option I wouldn't trade, reason I wouldn't trade him out, if I need to make like four trades to get thirteen players, so I would need to use a boost. Uh, I would just hold Miller as your thirteenth man, and that that's that's the only reason I kind of wouldn't. So if you've got thirteen players, twelve players for 
for round 13 already, uh, I think he's an easy trade out this week. Because he doesn't, he also doesn't uh, get, he doesn't play round 14. So yeah. could, could get 20 off the bench, not play next week at 600K. Uh, you just got to, um, you know, it's unfortunate because he was a great premium option at fullback, uh, particularly for this week against against Manly. Uh, but, yeah, it's probably just got to let him go. Awesome. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, Chris, I'm going to put you down as an agreement, sell Miller, uh, get him out of the team. 100%. Uh, all right. Final question. This is from Luke on Twitter, uh, Luke from Randwick. Uh Luke's asking, uh, written in for Tubes' mailbag, is Joe Offengawe, Joe O, a buy? Uh, he's given a bit more context. It allows me to bring in Cody to partner deal bags or do I go Metcalf and Hopgood and bank some cash uh, for what I'm predicting will be carnage next week? So bit in that, Dan, uh, Joe Offengawe and Cody versus Metcalf and Hopgood. Good plus cash. Uh, do you think? What do you think about Joe O this week? Yeah, Joe O is a very interesting prospect. Four hundred and twenty k front row forward, second row forward, dual. Uh, he plays for now. He plays for Parramatta, which have the best buy coverage of any team. He's a really good looking option on on paper. Uh, the issue is what happens to Parramatta's rotation once they get uh, some of their guns back. And their full strength, so it's it's a really tough call because you just it's just so up in the air at the moment with that. Uh, but if he gets fifty five plus minutes uh, at his current price, and given that Para have such a good run, uh, I think he's a great option. So uh, particularly if if say in Luke's case, that gets you Cody Walker. Dylan Brown is your five eight pairing. I think I think let it go. I think the risk is is there to be taken for that. Uh, I think it'll be very team dependent. Otherwise, again, round fourteen players can't have too many Parramatta Manly Knights players. Uh, but if that's not the case, I think it's a definite, uh, definitely a good downgrade option with potential risk. Yeah, Christopher, anything to add? Oh no, not. Not really, just that I feel the same way. If it was, like Joe O could be could be pretty handy, and if it allows you to bring in Cody, for me, that's a no brainer. Just right yeah. there. Yeah, I think I think um, Joe O and Cody versus Metcalf and Hopgood, as you said, no brainer. Jo- Joe O and, and Cody um, for me, especially as I mentioned earlier yeah. in the pod. Joe Joe O can be a premium with the minutes. So if he's if he's getting sixty five plus, like considering like the. Some somewhat lack of front row forwards apart from the big premium guys. Uh, you you're getting him at a discounted price. I think he can kind of stay at 600k uh, for the season if he if he gets the minutes. Beautiful. Well, that wraps up the pod. Um, let's keep the momentum going this weekend, uh, boys. We if it if if we all um, if we all keep pumping pumping it along, it, it might be us three on the pod um, this week, just because John and 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 Matt are a bit too down in the dumps. But uh, Christopher, thank you for joining me. Uh, loved your analysis as always. No, thanks for having me, Tubes. It was nice to get the A team together. And and Dan, um, I know you're a bit a bit against me hosting, but do you think we got through all right? Yeah, you happy enough for that? <laughs> Oh, I think everyone's against me hosting. Like no one's no one's throwing me up as an option. I'm pretty comfortable just just coming in coming in fresh. 
so, no, look, you did a great job tonight, Tubes. I thought it was exceptional. I, thought, I had a lot of fun tonight. I thought it was, it was good fun. And the, and the tube hole is, uh, <laughs> is unbelievable. That's, that's some of your best super coaching to date. So, uh, yeah, and look, I'm looking forward to not having to watch David Fafita this weekend. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You beauty. See ya.